You're listening to Schlereth and Evans on Denver's Sports Station, 104.3 The Fan. Tonight, the Denver Nuggets take on the Oklahoma City Thunder. Ooh. Oklahoma City, it's... You talk about a team that has uh, rebuilt the right way. They went into tank mode a couple years ago and just started trading everything they possibly could for first-round picks. And they have put together a um, just a bushelful of uh, top picks. But in the process, they've uh, built something really good. Get back to that in a second. Benjamin Silva, you are now on the clock to get qualified to win in our fan flyaway to Vegas. Benjamin Silva, you have 10 minutes to call us back. 303-713-1043. But with the picks that they've had, they've they've done really well to the point where they have become a legitimate threat to the Nuggets in the West. Uh, the, the prevailing opinion seems to be that they are at least uh, another year away from being a serious, serious contender. But uh, they're, they're going to be a thorn in anybody's side come playoff time. My question that I'll throw out to, to you and everybody out there, how would you rank the threats to the Nuggets in the West? The Ooh. teams. How would you rank them? So, for example, who do you think is their number one threat? Their number one threat. To getting back to the NBA Finals. Gosh. Um, Can I give you mine first while you think about yeah, it? Yeah, go ahead. As they sit here right now, okay, that's the, the big mm-hmm. proviso, right? Because... Of, of who they are and how old they are, things could change between now and playoff time. But uh-huh. as of right now, I'd say the Clippers. I'd say the Clippers. The Clippers, man, they're they're taking the regular season seriously. Kawhi Leonard isn't taking every other game off. He's actually playing in games. Uh, the king of load management. And uh, they're playing really well. They're playing really well. And they have the kind of uh, veteran leadership and guys who have have done it before in this league at a high level that would make me nervous of them if they are whole and healthy come a potential playoff matchup with the nuggets so i would say the clippers number 1 for me you um i i'm worried about the veteran presence of the clippers um you know minnesota minnesota I don't know if I'm really all that scared of Minnesota. Like, you know, Cat and Gobert, and they got some big dudes. They got some players. They are. They got a couple dudes on the All Ugly team, <laughs> so they do have that. The All Timmy team. The All Timmy team. The All Timmy team. That that does scare you a little bit. But I'm even though they're 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 the they're number one in the West right now. I'm more nervous, like you talked about, with the. Um, I'm more nervous about the Clippers with their with you know just with their guys, um, so that that they do scare me a little bit. I think you're you're probably right. What about what about the team they're going to play tonight? Oklahoma City uh, Thunder. Yeah I, yeah, I don't, I don't think the Thunder can beat the Nuggets in a seven game series. Could they take them to six? Yeah, but I don't think that they're they're, they're ready yet to. Well, I don't think anybody's going to beat them in seven. I don't think anybody's going to beat the Nuggets in seven in the West right now. Oh, so you're calling your shot? This team's going back to the NBA Finals. Oh yeah. Oh okay. 
Yeah, absolutely. And I'm not worried about the Kraken either. You're not worried about the Kraken? <laughs> you think we're okay on the Kraken? I think we're okay with the Kraken. I see. It'll, okay. You know, it'll, it might go seven, but they're going to move on. Yeah. Okay. Val will be back. <laughs> Val will be back. <laughs> well, Minnesota, to Minnesota's defense, if you want to make the case for Minnesota, they did, you know, they, they showed more fight than anybody else, really. They you could argue that they put up the most resistance resistance of anybody for, for the Nuggets that, along the way. Right. How much is that uh, of you just you just get mesmerized by the all Timmies on that team <laughs> and you lose a little bit of your focus? Right. Like, oh. Well, the Nuggets were up, they were up three zero in that series. You know, mm-hmm. the Nuggets were so. Um, but then they won a game and then they made it close in game five of that series before the Nuggets yes. won one by three. So there's that that idea that they maybe. Uh, put in the kind of fight that if they had another matchup again this year, it'd be a little different. Uh, so I, I would go. I would go in order. Okay, um, the the threats to the Nuggets. Here's here's mm. my top. Mm, let's see if I can come up with five. I don't yeah. even know if I can come up with five uh, in the West, but I'll I'll do my best. Number one would be the Clippers. With the asterisk, are they healthy? Mm-hmm. So I'll go with the uh, Clippers. Number one. I'll go with. Uh, I'm going to go with Minnesota, number two. Okay. No, I'm going to go Oklahoma City, number two. Oklahoma City, number two. Minnesota, three. And I'll go with Phoenix, four. (sighs) And Sacramento, Sacramento five. I I, got to admit, I'm kind of reaching here, but I'm looking for five threats. So those would be my five in order. I go Clippers, uh, Thunder, Timberwolves, Suns, Kings. There you go. What about what about Phoenix? Is like right now they're they're still kind of finding their way. If they, do you feel like if they find their way with Beal and Durant, Booker, that Phoenix will be a little bit more of a uh, more of a threat as you know as we get toward as we get toward the playoffs. Like they, they like they'll find their they'll kind of find their quote unquote rhythm. Yeah. If, again, if they're, all healthy, if, they're, all? if they're all healthy, because the one thing I never I never bought into the Phoenix. Hype last year. Remember when they made the move for Durant, and it was like, yeah. "Oh no, Phoenix!" And I was like, "No, no, no," because there was there was not enough time. I think there was only like twenty games left in the season right. for them to gel, and then Durant got hurt right away. And uh, one thing we learned about Phoenix in the course of the series is DeAndre Ayton is a um, <clears throat> yeah. Um, I got to be kind, right? I got to be nice yeah, to people. Uh, a little bit of bow wow there. Um, and, be nice <laughs> and uh, and. But now you're looking at a team that, at least in theory, has has the whole season to to form some chemistry. So yeah, I, I but I just don't think Phoenix has the kind of uh, overall starting five or depth. That, oh, you know who we're missing? Who are we missing? Oh, go ahead, say him. Say him. Say him. We're, say we're it. missing. Say it. Win, say it. We're miss. We're missing Win Horse's favorite team. <laughs> the the team the, the best sweep uh-huh. of any team in NBA history. It's the Lakers. No. They <laughs> <laughs> Yeah. I mean it was the most impressive sweep of any team I've ever seen. They were. And and you gotta respect you, you gotta respect the IST champions. Yes, the, the, in, the in-season in- tournament champions. Yes, they put a banner yeah. up as proof. I, it, it's got to be legit. They put a banner up. Yeah, I mean, nobody plays. Nobody 
circles the wagon <laughs> for meaningless championships <laughs> like the L.A. Lakers. Uh, so, no. Uh, somebody brought up Golden State. No, they just, there's a set. I get that feeling at Golden State, the window has slammed shut. No way, The window is slammed shut. I agree. That one just does not. Yeah, that's that one's done. So I'm gonna go. I, I, you know what? I'll change. I'll change it. I'll change. I'll go. Biggest threats to the Nuggets in the West. I'll go Clippers one, Thunder two, Phoenix three, Timberwolves four, Sacramento five. Wow. Well, Timberwolves went all the way from two to four. Yeah. Really. Interesting. It's the uh, it's the Timmy factor. The Timmy factor. And it's the Rudy Gobert factor. And it's the Carl Anthony Towns factor. I'm I'm sorry. I just I just push comes to shove, I just don't I don't sweat those two. Now Anthony wow. Edwards is legit. That that guy is legit. If you're if you're talking mm-hmm. about putting together an all nugget opponent team that uh that, you're that, right. that you know, nugget killers out there. I, I put Anthony Edwards on that that starting five. So he's he's legit, but the rest of the Timberwolves I don't really uh, fear. But anyway, we'll throw that question out there. Uh, let you respond to it. Ramoslaw.com, text line 303-713-1043. Uh, did we get a winner? Did we get a qualifier? No? Okay. Benjamin Silva. Come on, Benjamin. Laying us down, Benji. Up next, where might Russell Wilson land? We'll give you uh, what ten, What seems to be the, uh, the hot team coming up next. You use your cell phone for a lot of things, but you shouldn't have to use it for everything. You deserve reliable home internet that fits your life and your budget. And right now, Internet Essentials Plus from Xfinity is free through the Affordable Connectivity Program. Get unlimited data and equipment included with no annual contract. Go to Xfinity.com slash free to see if you qualify. Restrictions apply. After program participation ends, Comcast standard charges, taxes, and fees apply. May not be combined with other offers. Denver Sports Station 1043 The Fan presents Schlereth and Evans. Nope, not yet. Not gonna happen during the week. If there's if there's any chance that I end my footloose drought and see footloose for the uh, first time ever in my life. We need to make this happen. So this this movie came out, the original, uh-huh. in 1984. Yeah, 84. And I still haven't listened to it or watched it. So we'll see. If, if it's ever going to happen, it'll happen this weekend, right? No football? Yeah, this is a good weekend for you, Mike. Could be a good weekend. Might get a little snow this weekend. So this might this oh, might really? be the... This might be the chance. No avalanche playing this weekend. I mean, yeah, there'll be college hoops, pro hoops, but no football. And no, I'm not going to watch the the Pro Bowl or whatever that sham is that passes for a Pro Bowl. So we'll see. Maybe. Maybe this weekend. We'll see. Yeah, you should. We'll yeah, I think you should. I think you should. You and the missus. Maybe. You guys would like that. Maybe, maybe. A, little, a little date night type thing. Yeah, just eat some of that dip you like. <laughs> the, the daisies. Yeah. Don't the daisy chips. Just your <laughs> finger. <laughs> just your finger in the dip. Hey, come on now. You get you get the bowl of dip, right? And once you've exhausted pretty much the um, 
the the overall bowl of dip. Mm-hmm. What's mm-hmm. left, right? There's just the the yeah. dip sediment. What do you do? Yes. You don't waste you, it. No, no, no. You you get your finger. You down get your in finger down thing. in there. Yeah. You get your finger down. You get your finger down there, and you get it all. You get it all right. You just kind of just right along the edge, and just get it all. Yep. Oh, that's what you do. Man, that delicious. is what you it is do. Delicious. Mm-hmm. Uh, delicious. So, we know that the Broncos are going to be likely mm-hmm. moving on from Russell Wilson. And it'll be interesting to see where he lands and what he does because there will be the potential to either validate Sean Payton's decision to move on or it'll make Sean Payton look really bad if Russell Wilson goes somewhere else and plays really well. So where might that be? Well, the crew on Get Up on ESPN this morning, Jeff Saturday, Dominique Foxworth, the former Bronco, they were talking about it. Here's what Saturday had to say. Give me the spot, Jeff Saturday. Pittsburgh Give me the Steelers. Why? Not even a blink, right? Why? He, he, just, he don't mess up. You just said it. He don't mess up, right? You're going to go with Arthur Smith, who wants an under-the-center, play-action-style game. Mm-hmm. He's got a big physical wide receiver outside. Sounds like Seattle. Got a fast, twitchy receiver inside. Sounds like Seattle. Got a good run game. The offensive line got better in running the ball. They, get, they got more physical. As you're looking at and Arthur Smith can design a run game as well as anybody. All those things factor in. And by the way, not messing up, put that on the top of the list because Pittsburgh, bare minimum, wins you a bunch of games. Okay. Arthur Smith, by the way, you got a chance to to know Arthur Smith really mm-hmm. well. You did a number of Atlanta games uh, the last couple years. An Arthur Smith-Russell Wilson pairing in Pittsburgh under Mike Tomlin. Yeah, I mean, everything that Jeff said is, you know, is factual. You got a big running back. Um, you run the football that, you know, he, he talked about that play action game, what they did, you know, what they did in, in Tennessee with Ryan Tannehill. And, you know, and at the time it was A.J. Brown. They they did some really good things off the running game and off that play action where it truly there there truly was that kind of one route read type of stuff out of that play action stuff. So yeah, I could see that. I could see that with Arthur Smith. Um although he was trying to advance, you know, his passing game and get away from some of that run, but Arthur Smith really understands the running game. I mean, he's a big time he big time understands the running game. So I could see that being, you know, being a fit. And that is a scientific fact. Here's Dominique Foxworth on the idea of the Steelers. I love it, to be honest, because I think any of these quarterbacks we talk about in the offseason, Pittsburgh is the destination because the bar for success is so much lower. If Russell Wilson is the same Russell Wilson we saw from this season in Pittsburgh, they may build him a statue because that means that they're going to win probably three to four more games, including a playoff game, which is what they want in this season. So Foxy's saying that with Russell Wilson, Pittsburgh, which which went ten and seven this year, will go twelve and five or thirteen and four, and win at least one playoff game with Russell Wilson. Let's run. Yeah, there, there was almost there was almost did did you hear the juxtaposition of the bar is so low in Pittsburgh that like Russell fits in there, but they'll win more games with Russell. Based upon what they do from a running standpoint and how they'll set up play, so, so it was almost like 
It it was almost like it was a backhanded compliment. So limited. Well, okay, but hey, if if, if Russell Wilson goes to Pittsburgh, and and by the uh, way, he would bump aside Kenny Pickett, another first round quarterback that uh, apparently you have to have that uh, didn't work mm-hmm. out. But um, Pittsburgh then would they won ten games this year? So with Russ. They would go at least eleven and six, twelve and five, in a division that has the Ravens, Browns, and Bengals with Joe Burrow coming back. Yeah. That they would establish themselves as, uh, if not the class of that division, probably like the the second place team in that division. I, uh, I call so. I call baloney. No way. Hey, if that happens. Sean Payton's going to have a lot of egg on his face. And the Rusties are going to be able to just... Oh, my gosh. Can you imagine? They are going to be able to peacock all the way around the streets of Denver. Can you imagine? Can you imagine the blowback you and I will get from the Rusties? Oh. My goodness. James Merrillat. Oh, my goodness. James Merrillat will be... More insufferable than he already is. <laughs> right? Am I right on that one? If that's possible. Yes. I mean, I would. I think that's possible. I think it's possible. I'm not 100% sure. Uh, yes, that would be a nightmare scenario, but I am not going to hold my breath. Mm-hmm. I'm with I'm you. I'm not going to that division, especially with the Browns were a playoff team. You know, theoretically, they'll get their quarterback back, and he should be better, I guess. I don't have a lot of faith in that. But you know the Bengals are going to be better, right? Yeah. The Bengals will get a healthy quarterback back. So that's going to be – that'll be big time. And then, obviously, the Ravens, and and as good as they are, come on, where do the the Steelers actually fit into that? By the way, just a correction. That wasn't. Uh, I don't think that was Dominique Foxworth. I think it was uh, Andrew Hawkins. Oh, was that Hawk? I think that was Hawk. I think it was Hawk. Okay. I think it was Hawk. Well, we'll get confirmation. But either way, um, yeah, we'll we'll see. We'll see if that happens. I I just I just can't wait to see where Russ lands just for the introductory press conference and how he wraps it up. Hmm. Pittsburgh would be fascinating. Pittsburgh. What would, would be the be. Pittsburgh angle that he would come up with? Oh, like the like the catchphrase. Yeah, instead of you know, let's ride Broncos, right. all that kind of stuff. What would be the Pittsburgh? We let's bridge. <laughs> oh, Steelers! Uh, it's a steel town. What? What? You know, steel what, town. Let's. Uh, I, I do like the let's, let's smelt. I love the smelt. Let's smelt. Let's smelt. <laughs> let's smelt. <laughs> steel country. Steel let's country. Smelt. Let's smelt. Time to smelt steely country. <laughs> oh, I'm sorry. Uh, uh, but I won't. Uh, we'll see. We'll see. We'll see. We'll see. Mm-hmm. And it's possible. Yes, he he will have all the ammunition he wants to go out and and prove Sean Payton wrong. You want to you want to talk about putting a giant chip on your shoulder? You want to work out every day and you want to have that you know that picture that picture in your mind or put a picture on your phone? Just Sean Payton to yell it at you on the sideline and use that as your motivation. He has it. He has it if he wants it. You want to put that chip on your shoulder? He can put a giant chip on his shoulder. He can put that giant Sean Payton chip on his shoulder if you're Russell Wilson. We'll see what he does with it. 
We'll see what he's he does. He's got all kinds. I mean, he's got all He's got one for each shoulder and his chest. He could put Nathaniel Hackett, Pete Carroll, and Sean Payton. Oof. Wow. it's a lot. A lot of chips. A lot yeah. of chips. You know what it, it, it is? It's getting to the point where, hey, listen, if it doesn't work the next one, Mike, can it just be, is it four people who have just done you wrong or at some point if everywhere you go it smells like poop it just might be you what's trending coming up next here's schlereth and evans with what's trending right now so as we pay close attention to these uh, quarterbacks that are going to be eligible or possibly eligible for the broncos to uh to draft they're definitely scouting them as are our Andrew Mason and Cecil Lammy, they were at the Shrine Bowl. Now they're or Shrine Game. Now they're at the Senior Bowl. And yesterday, Mace uh, had a chance to watch Michael Penix perform. Consistently getting in the right spot, not only allowing the receivers to catch it, but getting it in a place where the receivers could operate and get yardage after the reception, kind of placing it out in front where the receiver's making the first step and able to take that and accumulate some yardage after the catch. You know, watching Penix when, when he was ripping through the uh, pack two, mm-hmm. when, when he has a clean pocket, when he has time to to really kind of get set, he, he does throw an accurate ball and he does spread the ball around. What what bothered me and concerned me about the game against Michigan was that at really the slightest sign of pressure, he's not tremendously mobile, and I thought his mechanics, especially his footwork, got all jacked up whenever there was any kind of pressure. That's what I, I saw. What, what did you see? I, I saw a guy that I looked arm slot, and I was just like, that guy looks horrible. Like, mechanically, arm slot-wise, the way he threw the ball, I didn't see him drive the football. I didn't see him I didn't see him in that in that particular game make NFL throws. Not one. So, I mean, you can say whatever you want about Michael Penix, but you couple that with knee injuries and all the different injuries he's had, and the fact that I didn't see elite-level, like, NFL arm talent or NFL kind of arm mechanics, um... Gosh, that whole game, every time he threw the ball, I was like, really? Like, it, it, I did not, I did not, in that particular game, I did not care for what I saw at all. At all. Well, we know that Jim Harbaugh has a, a big fan in our Zach By. Mm, oh, yeah. He but uh, also, understandably, has a big fan in Alex Smith, the former number one overall pick who mm-hmm. was uh, pretty much a bust. Uh, got got to work with Harbaugh and really resuscitated his career and owes a lot to uh, Jim Harbaugh and shared some of his early encounters with Harbaugh. So he had come okay. from the college uh, ranks where traditionally in college you practice on separate fields, offense on one field, defense on one field. Well, that doesn't happen in the pros, right? On the pros you practice together. So offense goes for 10 and then you, you sit back and relax while the defense takes theirs. Well, we came in and he reorganized everything. We split up reps and he used to keep track. You know, we'd have 200 plus reps in a day and he'd brag about nobody in the league was doing more than us. Mm. Right? More is more. And so uh, he's a great coach. Listen, and this is a guy that benched me. Right? And traded me. You speak very glowingly of a man who benched you. I'd go play for him in a heartbeat. Strong endorsement. Yeah. Yeah, for sure. 
I mean, hey, man, we all know that he can coach. I mean, there's he's proven that he can coach. Um, you know, and if you know, if you're in the afternoon, he's the greatest coach that's ever coached <laughs> any any anywhere. He's so, he's Lombardi. He's Walsh. He's better. He's better. Belichick, all wrapped up in better, one. Yeah, better than all the. Better than all those guys. I mean, he's never won a Super Bowl, but he's better than every guy that's ever won in the NFL. He's better. Who's got it better than the Chargers? Nobody. I mean, I can't. I can't even. I can't even begin to tell you how many Super Bowl one, two. Go give me the LeBron sound. Three, yeah. four, five. They may win. They may win like seven Super Bowls in a row. Well. Clearly, the Broncos and Raiders Chiefs are screwed. Chiefs won three Super Bowls. Mm-hmm. Clearly, the Broncos and Raiders are screwed. And Chiefs, Chiefs Kingdom, all I can tell you, your run's over. Enjoy this one. Yeah, enjoy. The run it. is over because it's over. You're Jim Harbaugh going back. Jim Harbaugh's in town. There's a new sheriff in town, and everyone else is playing for second. Jabroni. Ah, <laughs> <laughs> oh, Christopher Mad Dog Russo on uh, Sirius XM. We should play both of them. Um, do we have the other one too? Yeah. Okay. I got both of them. So this is this was first him talking about what a what a bad loss for the Detroit Lions. Tough one to get over. My God Almighty! Pay attention, Campbell. This is ridiculous. And I know we like you, Dan. You're a nice guy. You represent the city of Detroit. Blue collar, tough. Oh, we get all the nonsense. But manage the game. Properly. <laughs> I can't argue with that. Anyway, you're going to love this because I know how you feel about analytics. You hate analytics. You hate the way that analytics is encroached on, on all of, of sports. Here was uh, Mad Dog blasting Detroit and Dan Campbell's use of the analytics. You got a chance to go back up by three scores and you go for it on fourth down and then all the dopes on Twitter are backing you up. The Oh, the, the 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 data freaks who wouldn't know Lombardi for Paul Brown. Never heard of Otto Graham. Kenny Stabler, Madden. Wouldn't know him if they fell on him. They do football via math. That's not how you do football. Oh my God, what a loss. <laughs> what do you know, Otto Graham? Otto Graham. I don't think Fever and, uh, and 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 Rogue know who Autogram is either. Do you? Rogue does. That dude. That, that dude. Auto won. Auto, auto won four auto. or five championships. Yeah, he did. Auto. Auto back in the day, but auto was a, a little time. bit different game. Nah, then is it? Oh was boy. It? Oh boy. Here we was go. it? Mr. Blocking and Tackling guy here. Here we go. I don't I, I don't hey, listen, man. I don't know. There was some quarterbacks back in the day. Who could say what? Oh, I mean What are we doing? We're talking about now or back in the day? Oh, <laughs> All right. Mad dog. Mad dog is mad dog is a piece of work. Oh my goodness. One more. This is um Music to the ears of a CU fan, mm. Deion Sanders on with uh, Skip Bayless and Keyshawn Johnson on FS1 yesterday. I don't inherit a legacy. I build it. Okay? Beautiful. Yeah, I'm not the kind of guy that's going to run off to somebody else's school and, and inherit an already winning team and they just two, three games away. No, no, no. I inherited some bull junk and I'm going to fix it. <laughs> 
love, I love it. I mean, you want to talk about everybody that was here at CU before I got here. Suck. You're a bunch of bull junk. <laughs> you guys are all garbage. Hold up. Wait a minute. <laughs> Something ain't right. Just bull junk. Just a lot just, of bull junk. You're well, uh, just total bull junk. Hey, he's nobody. And I mean, nobody talks a better game than, than Dion. And I love it. I'm here for it. I get that it's the new age of college football, college sports. I'm all for it. Mm-hmm. But, uh, yes, starting this year, the results have to follow. And so, for me, I took a look at their schedule, uh, the Big 12 schedule, and they went 4-8 and eight last year. For me, the baseline, the baseline, the minimum is 8-4. and four. Yeah. Minimum. I mean, you're... Minimum. You, you said you changed all the bull junk, right? Mm-hmm. So, um, you're ready to go. You're ready to go. So you, you should be like, you, you've, you've revamped your roster. You got rid of the bull junk. Now you're getting the coaches <laughs> you want. You should be, you should be ready to roll. Yep. Right. I'm hard. You dog. know, I just, you, you know, I just, I just realized just uh, can I switch to NFL news really quick? Yeah. So yesterday the news was Ben Johnson, offense coordinator of Detroit, basically said no to Seattle, no to uh, Washington, the commanders, and went back to Detroit mm-hmm. to surprise. be the offensive coordinator. That was a surprise, yeah. Now Bobby Slowick, the offensive coordinator in Houston, mm-hmm. that had such great success with C.J. Stroud, has also notified the teams that had been looking at him that he's going back to Houston. So it just dawned on me. You know who's available for Washington right now? Ron Rivera. They could get him back. <laughs> they could get him back. We've made a mistake. Well, there's two openings, and think about all the people that are still... It's like a game of coaching musical chairs with only two chairs left, and the music's playing, and going around in circles, you got you got Mike Vrabel, you got... Um, mm-hmm. you, got you got all uh, the people that nobody wanted except... Except uh, Mike McDonald out of... Baltimore is now making the rounds, but you got a bunch of you got a bunch of guys that are available that you really didn't want. Like you got a bunch of fourth choices, third or fourth choices. That's what you have, right? So, real quick, call it. Who ends up coaching Seattle? Quinn, I'm I'm going to go Mike McDonald, Baltimore. Okay, and who coaches Washington? Bill Belichick. Yeah, I still think Belichick. I think Belichick's back in play now, right? Oh, by the way, in case you missed it, in case you missed it, Mm -hmm. now Jerry Jones means business. He said this year they're all in. Yes. Oh, I know. I saw that. (laughs) They're all in. No days off. (laughs) I don't don't, don't know what they've been doing the last few years, but this upcoming year, the Cowboys are all in. So everybody watch out. The Cowboys are all in. For the last 30 years, for the last 30 years, we uh, 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 for the last thirty years, we we uh, um, uh, um, we uh, uh, dipped our toes <laughs> in the proverbial water. Uh, 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 this year, I- I'm gonna take this uh, uh, wetsuit skin I got, and I'm jumping my whole body into this water. Uh, uh. Uh, Jerry Jones in a bathing suit. Uh, uh. Uh, coming up. Mm. Zach Bayer is relentless. I'll give him this. He is relentless. He's relentless. Mm. 
Uh, he's not backing down. He's still fighting back. So we'll uh, we'll hear we'll hear what what transpired yesterday, and I'll try to set him straight yet again. We'll do that next. It's Schlereth and Evans on Denver's Sports Station, 104.3 The Fan. Well, genuinely, have been enjoying the back and forth with the uh, with the drive, Zach and and Philip, specifically Zach, and um, Zach's assertion that with the arrival of Jim Harbaugh in the AFC West, that uh, immediately Jim Harbaugh is the second best coach in the division and that Peyton not only is a distant third but that he's you know barely barely beating out Antonio Pierce uh for fourth right well here's what um here's what the uh, fellas had to say yesterday this was uh Zach responding to uh what what we had to say about the whole argument Mike said this morning and he's been keeping this little detail to himself <laughs> in his little vault in his little vault <laughs> Guess who was his first choice last year? Hmm. I'm, I'm going to guess. Whoa, 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 whoa. Immediately, yeah. they're wrong. Right. See, if, if you're going to, look, if you're going to go after the Wolfpack, that's fine. But you, you got to come with the right information. Right. I said Peyton was one, Harbaugh was one A. Yes. Did I not say that? You did. Well, then, you know, the rest of this is, is bull junk. Yeah, it's a bunch of bull junk. You're I know, right. Because the, the whole assertion junk. now, whatever they're about to say, doesn't matter. It's 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 wrong right from the start because yeah. they started out with the wrong premise. My my all 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 serious. I'm not looking to disparage Harbaugh as much as I'm kind of trying to defend Peyton a little bit. You know, especially since he's the guy here and he's not going anywhere. But what what I need to push back on with Zach is the idea that well. Harbaugh has a better record when it comes to developing quarterbacks and getting the best out of quarterbacks. Uh-huh. With the idea being that, well, all Peyton has had to work with and is a product, a byproduct of, is Drew Brees. And I, I just think it's wrong. And I, I did the homework. I put in the time. I put in the work. And it, it's it's indisputable that uh-huh. every quarterback in the NFL that Sean has worked with as a head coach has immediately gotten better in the first year or the first chance that they had to, to play under Sean. And, and I'll just very, very quickly go through the evidence. It's, it's incontrovertible. Let's start with Teddy Bridgewater, whose career looked to be over after a devastating knee injury in Minnesota. He goes to New Orleans and Sean, and the first opportunity he gets to play is when Drew Brees gets hurt. And in the five starts that Teddy Bridgewater plays, he goes 5-0, and oh, Nine touchdowns to two picks, complete 68% of his passes. Immediate impact. Now let's go to Jameis Winston. Jameis Winston's last year in Tampa. He throws 33 touchdown passes, but he has 30 interceptions. That's an astounding number, by the way. I don't know if we'll ever see a quarterback who puts up numbers like that. 33 touchdowns, 30 interceptions, and nine fumbles. So 33 touchdowns and 39 turnovers. He goes to New Orleans, and in his first chance to, to play in 2021... Winston goes 5-2, and two, and look at the touchdown-to-interception ratio. 14 touchdowns to three picks. Drastically cuts down the mistakes mm-hmm. and wins. Okay, so in Bridgewater and Winston, their first real exposure playing for Sean, the two go a combined 10-2. and two. Now, you're saying, well, okay, that's fine, but Drew Brees, he didn't have anything to do with Drew Brees. That's just wrong, and I, I think it's 
unfortunately, and, and, and Zach's not the only one guilty of it, but this notion that Sean is a byproduct of Drew, it's, it's, it's lazy because in San Diego, Drew Brees was a good, not great quarterback. Mm-hmm. He goes to New Orleans and gets paired up with Sean Payton. In Drew's first year with Sean, he sets a career high in yards. And by the way, leads the NFL in passing yards in his first year. First year with Sean. In his second year, he sets career highs in completions, attempts, completion percentage, and sets a new career high in yards and touchdowns in year two. So he's my, my point in all of this. And oh, by the way, just for the, the final cherry on top, in his one year with Russell Wilson, we saw Russ improve from last year, better completion percentage, better completions, better touchdowns and fewer interceptions. But so wait, I, but I wait, he didn't alter his offense at all for Russ. I mean, come on, listen to the Rusties. He did nothing for Russ. He just I mean, he 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 ugh. My God! I just, I just had to, I, I, I just had to to raise the the facts that that it's not that Sean Payton is like some one trick quarterback pony here, right? That mm-hmm. he just simply got gifted into Drew Brees. There's, there's, first of all, there's no evidence of that when it comes to Brees, and then add in these other quarterbacks that he's had a chance to work with, and. I'm sorry. I, the, the notion that Jim Harbaugh is somebody who just automatically makes quarterbacks better and, and Sean Payton does not, it's just, it's factually wrong. By it's the way, false. Yeah. By the way, Mike, I did uh, a New Orleans game with Sean when Sean was the head coach and Jameis was the quarterback. And coming off of that year, you know, it was 20. 2020, I think he was hurt. In, in 2019, he threw the, I think it was 2019 that he threw all the picks and the, you know, the 30 picks and had the nine lost fumbles, yep. right? The 39 turnovers. So I did a game. It was in New England. New Orleans won it. Um, and so, so it was when Matt Jones was a rookie. And, and I did a game and talked to Peyton just about the, you know, the turnover history and this, that, and the other. And this goes back to our whole Russell Wilson conversation. Well, he did nothing. You know, he tried to make Russell fit in his offense, which is absolute garbage. Just absolute garbage. Don't listen to the Rusties. Don't listen to any anybody who says that just has no idea what they're talking about. So Sean was just like, hey, listen, man, there's one thing that's not going to happen. He goes... Jameis is not going to be allowed to throw picks like that. I am not going to put him in a position. I am going to alter the offense. He won't be in a position to throw so that many my- picks. So, like, you can, you can sit there and, and act like Sean doesn't adjust. And Sean, like, the fact that he threw 14 touchdowns and two, I think it was two picks or three picks, the the year when they were five and two, and then he tore his ACL. Like, you tell me that he won't adjust his offense. It's just, it's just patently false. So Rogue and Fever are saying that even though uh, Zach began with a, a completely false premise that I should give the benefit of playing the rest of the cut. All right, here oh. we go. Here we go. Mike said this morning, and he's been keeping this little detail to himself <laughs> in his little vault. In his little vault. <laughs> 
Guess who was his first choice last year? Hmm. I'm I'm gonna guess that it was not Sean Payton. It was Jim Harbaugh. Ooh, okay. Wrong. Oh, Jim. Wrong, but we'll and keep going. so Mike was kind of like the Broncos. Jim was the first pick. Oh, jeez. Uh-huh. Jim was the first pick for the Broncos. Jim was the first pick for Mike. So, so this is what's hysterical. So Mike wanted Jim 1A last year. What happened since Mike wanted Jim Harbaugh as the next coach? Wait a minute, wait a minute. Harbaugh wait, went on. undefeated pause on his way to a national championship. Right, right, hold, hold on, wait a minute. Does, does Zach not know the under definition of 1 and 1A? One, one what, and 1A, when, no. when, I say, when most people say 1A, what, what do you... What do you take that as? Yeah, one is your top pick. Right. One A is the guy that's just directly behind right. your top pick. Who has ever said, wow, let me tell you something. My one A choice is this guy. My number one choice is this other guy. Secondary guy. No. Yeah. All right. Let, let, let me say this really slow in ways that Zach and Philip can understand. Sean Payton was my number one choice. He was the guy I wanted most. And then Harbaugh. Number two. Number two. Or okay, number two. I should have said two. You should have. See, that's right, on you. All right, here's that's the, on you. You did not speak no. in terms which no, they it's could not. understand. All right, they have more? All right, let's hear more. So Mike wanted Jim 1A last year. What happened since Mike wanted Jim Harbaugh as the next coach? Harbaugh went undefeated on his way to a national championship, first for Michigan uh, uh-huh. in like 30 years. And by the way, I heard Mike say, hey, if you can't win at Michigan with all the resources, guess what, dude? No one was winning at Michigan. Yeah. No one. They, until, they, until Jim got there. Yes. They were, in the, they, they were down in the dumps. That was Michigan football for a long time. Brady Hoke, Rich Rodriguez, we know the names. So it's not as easy as Mike's made it sound. And then for Sean, in the year since Mike wanted Jim, Sean <sighs> comes in here. And does what he did, which yeah. was not much of anything. Mm. The biggest success that the Broncos had during the season was because of the defense. And it was one of the worst offenses in the NFL. And Jim went undefeated. And now Sean's number two over Jim based on this last year. How does that make sense? Yes, because when you coach at Michigan, you automatically have one arm tied behind your back when it comes to recruiting and resources and all of that. Please. And secondly, if... Success in college automatically translates to immediate success in the NFL. Explain Urban Meyer. Explain all these coaches who tried to make the jump to the NFL and failed. Now, yes, Jim Harbaugh has had success in the NFL, but that was 10 years ago. And by the way, his last year in the NFL was 8-8. 10 years ago, he coached in the NFL. A lot can happen in 10 years. A lot has changed in 10 years. So, and this is his first year with a Charger program that has a terrible culture of losing. Charger's going to Charger, right? Yeah. To, to just say that he steps in and is automatically the second best coach in the AFC West is, it's reckless. But hey, quarter of the drive, you know, Broncos fans, don't buy any shirts this season. Don't invest in tickets. It's not worth We're it. Fixing to find out. It's not worth mm-hmm. it. You got no shot. Because Jim Harbaugh's uh, in town. It's over. It's over. It's over. We're playing well, for th- I mean, we're playing for third place. The run, yeah. Well, the run in Kansas City is over. That that's done. So hey, I hope you guys enjoyed it, but it's over. Jim Harbaugh's in town. Yeah. 
I mean, there's going to be four, five, six Super Bowls in a row. Well, and not only just in the AFC West. I mean, let, let's let's talk about the rest of the AFC and all these coaches who haven't done anything. What are they going to do? What is poor Sean McDermott? <laughs> oh, my god! What is poor Sean McDermott going to do against the mighty Jim Har- Harbaugh? What is Coach Capri Pants going to do it's so, well, yeah, I mean, against Jim Harbaugh? What is poor McDaniel going to do? Oh, Robert Sala. Gerard Mayo, you got no shot. Yeah. Kevin Stefanski. Zach Taylor. D'Amico Ryans. Oh, guys got no shot. Because Jim Harbaugh's in town. New sheriff in town. New sheriff in town. Everybody else is playing for second. And listen, I'll just... Boy, I hope that the Chargers and Jim Harbaugh don't play a big game against the the Bills. Boy, will Zach be conflicted in that game? Well, it's, I mean, who will he root for? No, he'll root for the Bills, but he knows he knows he's not going to win. Right? He's still going to root for the Bills. Right? But he knows it's over. Right? Can, can, can somebody, by, by all of you who are listening, who will be listening to Drive later, can you kind of politely explain to Zach the nuance, the difference between 1 and 1A? Yeah, because he good. clearly uh, clearly that whiffed on that good. one. Clearly whiffed on that one. Okay, Mark, have a great day. Uh, we'll see you again tomorrow morning at uh, 7 after you get done with your uh, FS1 stuff. Sounds good, buddy. Right, have man. a great day. Let's turn over to Dover and Stoke coming up next.